0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Command Shift podcast. I'm Shay, and I'm with the beautiful Sarah. And this week we will be talking about all things imposter syndrome. Um, We'll talk about getting out of your comfort zone, the way that we've dealt with imposter syndrome, and any advice we have to overcoming it, or whether that's even possible in the first place. Um, But to begin with, let's throw it over to Sarah. And what is your win for the week? Hello,
1: everyone very keen to be back as always. My win for the week, um, probably not not work related, more personal related. I am actually training for a half marathon, which now that I've said that on record, I have to do it. Um, But I did my first, I started a program last week um, and I finished the long run of the week. I'm doing three runs and I was a bit nervous that I wouldn't be able to finish the long run. Um, but smashed it, so the program's off to a good start.
0: I'm not surprised in the slightest,
1: <laughs> No, you
0: can do it. Thank you. What about you? Um, my one for the week is, I was going to say similar, it's really not similar at all, but I have committed with a friend that I'm going to learn a new skill this year. Um, we, I basically learned French during high school. Haven't done it since, but we were both like, oh, I really want to learn French. So we've decided that one afternoon a week, we're gonna go to a French class together and yeah. And again, now that I'm saying it on record and he and I have like committed to it, like we're keeping like, yes, we're gonna do this. So I love that. I really hope that it happens and it's made me really excited because one of my new year's resolutions was to learn a new skill or pick up an old skill. Mm. And I think that's a pretty good one to have. Definitely very good. I really want to learn a new language. I feel like it's a good way to
1: like switch your brain on.
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Well, speaking of new things, that's Mm. a very good segue into imposter syndrome because I feel like any new situation brings up imposter syndrome. Um, But before we dive into that, I guess like how would you define imposter syndrome from your point of view?
0: Um, To me, imposter syndrome is feeling like a bit of a fraud in a situation like you start a new job and you this is very relevant to me right now, but you start a new job, you feel entirely like inadequate compared to everybody else in the room. You don't know how you made it through your degree. You don't understand how you got this job in the first place and you kind of undermine everything that it took to get there and therefore your ability to do the job to an adequate standard. Mm. Um, I think it also means that you overthink feedback, you overthink not getting work, for example, like all of these things. And it just kind of fuels this idea that you're not good enough or you've faked it and someone's gonna catch you out in the middle of the act. That to me is how I would like define it. Yeah, Um, That's not really a definition, but yeah, that to me is what I think it is. What do you think it is?
1: Well, like pretty much the same thing. Um, just feeling like a fraud in any sort of new situation. And also like objectively, if someone looked at me or looked at someone experiencing imposter syndrome, it's like, oh no, like they have, they're like um, intelligent enough. They have the correct qualifications. They have previous examples of doing the job correctly. Yeah, It's more like an internal um, subjective thing that you have on yourself. Um, so, yeah, it's very much like a, a mindset and like a feeling um, of feeling like an imposter in a role yeah. or a situation. And insecurity as yeah. well, I would say. Yeah. Where do you... Can you remember like your first
0: feeling of imposter syndrome? Oh, God. Um, I think I'm quite like a insecure person to begin with so i think i question i overthink like quite easily so i think it's hard for me to pin down the first time that i probably when i got my first job honestly like i was really young everybody else was a lot older i was like what am i doing here um what was that <laughs> i was a waitress So oh, yeah. um still, still still valid there yeah yeah i don't know i think yeah i, I think it's just something and i think for girls especially, just because of the way society frames your role, I think systemically sometimes you're made to feel like an imposter. Yeah, like an system. Yeah, and I think systems not built for us. So I think sometimes it just inherently develops over time because no one teaches you to think otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can't really pin down. Do you have a moment that you remember?
1: I mean, it probably did start very young, mm-hmm. but a clear moment I remember was uni. So like, it literally started. So funny. I'll just say the story. I guess I. So when I I got early entry into a communications course, and I was like, cool, sweet. Like, I'm sorted. Like it was a safety net. Um, and then my mom was like, no. Like you still, I'm going to try your hardest um, throughout HC, um, and you know, do your best in the moment that you can. Um, So I did that and then before we found out the ATAS, we had to select like certain courses um, that we wanted. And what I really wanted to do was comms and innovation at UTS. But the ATAR was a bit ridiculous in terms of like me not thinking I could get that ATAR. Mm. Um, Obviously, I ended up getting into that course. But it was that, that feeling of no, 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 like I'll just settle. I won't even put it as an option because I know that I'm not even going to get it. And luckily my mom was like, oh, just put it on there, whatever. If you don't get it, you'll get the second one or the third one or you have early entry. And thank God she made me do that because I actually didn't get the ATAR, but I got bonus points to get me into that. And then I got into it and then I had imposter syndrome because I had, I got bonus points to get into it. I didn't actually get the ATAR. Um, so that was my very first feeling in terms of like academic professional wise, where I felt like I didn't sort of belong or I wasn't, um, like I didn't really, yeah, I didn't belong in that academic space or that double degree. And then I guess when I got to uni as well, that feeling carried through, um, so I was surrounded by such amazing, smart people. And I just felt like I, I was definitely not supposed to be there. Um, and then eventually I was like, no, 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 like I bring value to this um, this like, cohort, mm-hmm. um, but definitely at the start. Oh my gosh. And I didn't even know what imposter syndrome was yeah. um, until uni, like we had lectures or whatever and it sort of clicked.
0: Yeah. I actually feel that because I initially didn't choose law. I did comms and like, I definitely did not get the ATAR for law and innovation. And I remember starting and all these people had like all these fancy words they were using. And so many of them had parents who were lawyers and just knew how to yeah. speak the language, walk the walk, talk the talk. And I could not. And I was like, I didn't even make it in here on merit. Like I yeah. snuck my way in somehow. <laughs> like, I totally feel that. But yeah. look where we are now. Look where we are now.
1: Yeah, no, that was interesting. And even like the fact that I didn't know what imposter syndrome was. Um, because, so I generally thought I just don't deserve to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not until I have got a bit of tough love from my mum being like, no, don't be stupid. (laughs) Like you worked your butt off and you got you're here for a reason. Like, um, so I guess my next question for you is when you were feeling those things and when you're currently feeling those things, like how do you try to combat that or how do you do you even combat that or do you feel the feelings like
0: i think it depends on the situation i think i feel like i feel it in two very different ways i feel it in social situations and i feel it in like professional situations mm. socially i think i try to feel it talk to someone about it and then like move on like in the sense that i feel like i don't bring any value to a group or i'm like the unwanted person which like is not usually the case mm. it's just an insecurity of mine that I then I guess like is imposter syndrome I don't feel like I have the same interests the same like I don't know why people want to be friends with me sometimes mm-hmm. and well this is getting really yeah weird. I was <laughs> saying, <geez. laughs> um that's not like a constant thought but sometimes yeah, no, yeah. um especially when I'm like the new person in a group of friends oh my gosh yes yeah yes. and so I think just voicing it with someone and like receiving validation that i do provide value and i am wanted and people are hanging out with me because they want to hang out with me not out of courtesy that makes me feel better words of affirmation literally (laughs) um my love language (laughs) one of them i guess um in terms of of a professional setting i think i find it quite stress inducing i'm not someone that likes to feel useless i'm not someone that likes to feel like i'm taking up space and i'm being paid to sit around and do nothing and honestly at the moment that is what i'm feeling like a lot of the time because Mm. i'm new and there isn't a lot of work for me and i think i i try to fuel my energy into something else that i feel is not equal as equally as valuable but like i don't like just sitting around and doing nothing yeah um, and I make sure that when I am given work or I am given something tangible that I can do, that I ask questions, I do the best job that I can possibly do in that set of situa- in that set of circumstances mm. um, and so that when there is more work coming in, I am someone that they turn to and I can kind of self-validate by doing a good job of what I'm doing and like constantly asking for feedback. Again, words of affirmation like for yeah. me is probably the way that I deal with it but I think it's kind of like a constant... Feeling that I guess yeah I'm new so like it's kind of sits under there simmering away mm-hmm. and I think a lot of my peers feel the same way as well which I guess is kind of I mean it's not great but I think it's reassuring to know that it's probably just based on circumstance as opposed to me as an individual being like told you're not doing a good job yeah um, what about you because you're like mm-hmm. a, a further into your career yeah. does it still affect you as much oh definitely like, I think your, at the beginning,
1: of course it's gonna affect you because it's literally a new job yeah. and any new circumstance, new environment will cause you to feel like that. Um, I mentioned that with uni, I felt imposter syndrome when I got that degree, same thing sort of happened when I got this like literally amazing job. I was like, hmm, have I got the wrong person? <laughs> <Literally>, <laughs> <"Tree!"> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, no. um, So obviously those thoughts came back, um, but I feel like this time I was much better dealing with it um, because I have dealt—I dealt with it throughout uni. And I was like, well, no, I did four years, yeah, and I smashed it. And like, there's a reason why they hired me, and I got through the interview process. Like, come on, like you can't fake that, yeah. right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And yeah. So at the start, it was very like prevalent because. It's new. That's naturally you look around. There's people that have done an internship at the company or they've like, obviously in my group, in my team, they're all quite older. So it was like, oh my gosh, they're so established. Um, I'm very new here. So you feel inexperienced and you feel like an imposter and you're not making any value. Yeah. Um, I think once I started doing work and making impact, it felt a bit better. But honestly, any time in my sort of role, each project is very new. So you're sort of learning on the job all the time. Yeah. Um, for example, a project came up the side of this year and it was completely different side of marketing that I didn't do any, well, I didn't even do marketing at uni, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different story. But it was a whole other side of marketing that I've never touched before, didn't like, didn't know much about, Thought I never had anything to do with it. Yeah. Here you yeah. go, Sarah. You're managing this project. <laughs> I was like, ah. um. But to be fair, it's always like, okay. I feel like I'm not capable to do this project. But they gave it to me. Yeah. Gave it to me for a reason because they know that I can navigate unknown waters. They know that I can work well with people who are experts in that area to gain knowledge to be like, um, you know, sort of like a stakeholder in that Mm -hmm. um and provide my expertise in my area so I think like the way that I look at it now is when you get handed a new project or a new situation that you're totally like either you think you're inexperienced or you are inexperienced in that area just look at it for what it is and be like okay what do I know like what can I control can control and what can I can can't, what can't I control? And what what I can control is I communicate that with the people that I'm working with. It's like, hey, look, this is what I'm gonna bring to the project. This is my role. um, And this is how we're gonna move forward. It's not, I'm not trying to do things that I don't know because that's just like out of my area of expertise and also isn't in my job role. Um, So just like objectively look at a situation for what it is and see where you can bring the most value. And because I think if you just start telling yourself stories, you're just gonna like, it's just gonna go mayhem. You're gonna spiral, like just literally just look at it for what it is. Um, I think in terms of imposter syndrome in general, I always think to myself, like, we say it in like a negative sort of tone of voice, but now I look at imposter syndrome as a good thing because when you're, when you're feeling like an imposter, it means you're growing as a person or as an employee or whatever role you're in. And if you're not feeling like an imposter, you should probably be questioning what room you're in. And because I always say to myself, like, if I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm the best person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Yeah, Like 100%, like, and I always felt like that at this job, I was like, oh my God, everyone is so clever, so smart. I'm nowhere near where they're at, but it's like, that is the best spot to be in, especially at the start of your career. Well, in any, in all my career, I want to be learning and in big rooms where I'm not the best because that is like growth and progression. And like, I know, you know, Ned Brockman, the runner, mm-hmm. um, he was like, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's literally what you just have to tell yourself. It's like being uncomfortable is the best thing for growth um, because like, you're surrounding yourself with people who are better than you and you can learn from them and then you um, can become better. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I try to sort of tell myself and just objectively look at things.
0: I think just adding to that, like every, I think as someone who's new on like the flip side of that, like take every, everything that you have is like an opportunity like an opportunity to learn especially when you're working with people who have like that expertise and that knowledge like try Mm -hmm. to extract that from them like talk to them like i i hate sending emails when people are sitting like two seats away from me or like in the office i'm like no i'm gonna go have a conversation with you Mm -hmm. because i feel like i learn that's how i learn like someone sending me an email does not teach me anything but if i'm doing that and i'm saying yes to as many opportunities as i can and i make the most of them what literally what's the worst that's going to happen like as a new person they expect you to suck like they expect (laughs) you to know nothing i mean not suck like obviously you're going to give everything a good go yeah but things are going to be rewritten like the work that you've done is like you know a small fraction of their capability. Yeah. But I think going back and looking at the way they do things and trying to learn constantly. Like, mm. yeah, put yourself in the right room with the right people. Yeah. And you'll evolve over time and sometimes I don't even think you'll notice that evolution happening. It will nah. just happen. Yeah. Um yeah. and then it's a brand new cycle, but I think that's kind of the magic of life. Yeah. And careers and
1: That's so true yeah. actually. It's funny you say that cuz my coach, like I didn't even realize myself improving and growing obviously I am but my coach um, was like to me oh my gosh even just like how I present my decks now my information because mm-hmm. oh my gosh it's so much more of a story like it's so much more visual like yeah. your decks have gone to zero went to 100 in like however many months I've been working with her and I was like damn yeah they have yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you just need like you just haven't I haven't had time to stop and reflect because I'm constantly in that not good enough like i need to keep working 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 literally until someone's like yeah look like you've improved a lot yeah. Um and that's such an awesome feeling
0: i mean even like just checking yourself on your own knowledge like when like for me like literally that happened to me today i didn't get told that i did something good but i was being briefed on a matter um having just finished a very similar task like a few weeks ago at the time, it was the first thing I ever did. I knew nothing. Like words were being thrown at me. I was like a little just like letterbox of like random knowledge that nothing made sense. I was sitting in this briefing today and this guy was just saying, like, this is what's happening, this is the situation. If you have any questions like about the process or anything, and I was like, I actually don't. <laughs> like at this stage, I'm and a nothing bad. has happened. I'm a prey. I didn't say that to him, obviously, but internally I was like shocked by the fact that in like a month. these words now made sense the process made sense because i had been through it before even though i was a tiny piece of that puzzle i feel like i did a really good job of observing what was happening around me Mm. and now my role has expanded a little bit in like a different matter and just the fact that my own vocabulary has grown like i'm happy because Mm. i'm like you know what a month ago I had absolutely no idea what any of the, and this is like a very core process that we do in our team like it's kind of like recycled every single time for everything that we do so yeah. if I can get my head around this it'll make my life so much yeah. easier yeah like
1: yeah I also think yeah that's actually a good point point. Um, one way to combat it is literally just improving your skills yeah like improving your skill set like as when I joined didn't know Anything about product marketing? Didn't even know what it was to be honest. Yeah. And then just started doing training courses. They helped me get training courses. Did stuff online, um, and the fact that I built up that base of skills really helped. Whenever I like, I understood what my role was. I understood the skill set that I needed. So in any sort of situation, I knew I could fall back on that skill set, mm-hmm. um, which was good because it was like, okay, well, I know that I can do this.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. I think just like adding on to that, actually, it's not really adding on to that. But the other thing I think is vocabulary and like understanding the language, understanding, like just being a sponge and absorbing. Because I think the other thing you forget or I definitely forget is that so many other people are just faking it till you make it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you're not the only person, but I feel like if you can keep up and you can fake it, like obviously use your knowledge, have the base skill set, have those things in place. Mm. but. Everyone is kind of just playing this game of faking it till they make it and hoping that things come together and like, you know, doing all the things that they can. But I think I sometimes underestimate the fact that everyone feels imposter syndrome and everyone feels these sorts of feelings Yeah, because people aren't very open about talking about it. But I think as soon as you do, you kind of realise that, oh, I'm not the only person. Mm, yeah,
1: that's so true. We had... um like a workshop last year, what we call it, it was like an offsite um, and someone brought up imposter syndrome and literally all of the heads of our thing all said they still feel it. And yeah. they still look at, um, like they still, as they grew, like grew in their career, they're like, oh my gosh, like should I be leading all these people? All these people are so amazing. Like who am I to lead them? And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so interesting that No matter what level you're at, you're always going to feel imposter syndrome. But it's just like how you respond to that feeling and how you sort of change the narrative that you tell yourself. I love the sort of saying that um, even not related to imposter syndrome, but it's very much related to it, is like the stories we tell ourselves. Like so much of life is literally just our brains making up our version of the truth. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and we are able to reframe how, what truth and what story we tell ourselves. So in like a situation of imposter syndrome, you are you are so capable of looking at something objectively and being able to change that narrative that you tell yourself. Um, and I think that comes with discipline, like just being disciplined in your mindset um, and not just not letting yourself spiral and get, your, get into like this dark, um, space. Cause just, I know that's so hard, but it's like literally like trying to reframe the story you tell yourself and just yep. try to back yourself um, as well.
0: Yeah. I definitely am not at that stage yet, but I think I have surrounded myself with really good people who will pull me out when I do feel like that Yeah, um, and who do help with the reframing. And I think in case you haven't noticed words of affirmation are like something <laughs> that I need, um, But I think once I hear it from someone else, I can give it to myself. Like, I think sometimes I need a bit of permission to think that I'm great at something or think Mm. that I am capable or whatever. Mm. Um, But I think if you're not quite there yet, maybe surround yourself with people who are there and who do provide a framework for you to have that mindset shift and that kind of reframing Mm. and do it yourself and give you permission to feel those feelings.
1: Yeah, and even like... Something that's really helped me is reading and listening to mindset coaches, which I know a lot of people think, oh my God, but like <laughs> I, it has honestly really helped me. One of the main one is um, Mojo Crew. Um, he's based in Melbourne. He, well, his name's Ben Crow, um, but his business is called Mojo Crew. Um, and he does a lot of podcasts and little bits on Instagram. And it's just really helpful. like the things he says, um, one thing in particular is like, like redefining your view of success. Yeah. And I think that really helps with imposter syndrome as well because imposter syndrome, although it is internally like your mindset and you're responsible for shifting the mindset, it's very much, it's cause we care so much about what other people think. Yeah, um, And once you sort of redefine, your definition of success as to more an intrinsic point of view. So that he says this thing of like to be not to do. So creating a to be list and not a to do list. Mm -hmm. And the moment I he said that it was like a light bulb just like switched in my brain was you don't need to have a list of things to do because that is so extrinsic, like in terms of like my life or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's to be like, who do you want to be as a human being? Yeah. And I just, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Ever since that shift, ever since I heard him say that, it's like whenever a big challenge happens or I feel that imposter syndrome, I'm like, okay, who do I want to be in this situation? What can I fall back on? And what is important to me? And what defines success in this situation for myself? Um, And that's really helped whenever I've had doubts. Mm just to look at the bigger picture of my life,
0: I guess. That is so nice. Mm.
1: Yeah. Really recommend him.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> um but yeah that's that mindset shift has really helped me, um, alongside many other things. And still an ongoing journey as always. Of course. But um what if you could pinpoint one thing that has really helped you at the moment, cause you've just like, you're fresh mm. in this new, new
0: job, new chapter, what would it be? Um, I would say having a really good support system. Um, not just like the people in your team and like your fellow grads or whatever, but I think having like a mentor that is someone, I mean, I have a mentor, she works for the same company as me, but, We are in completely different teams. I do not know her through that. Um, It's a coincidence. But last week, I honestly think like one of the most profound conversations I've had since starting is a call that I had with her last week where I just felt like I had the space to just be really vulnerable and be like, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. This is everything I'm feeling. I feel like I'm going to be fired at any minute because I'm not doing a good job. Um, Or I'm not doing any job. I'm not doing anything. And just having her hear it, validate it, and be like, this is not true. This will pass. But it also won't pass. You need to kind of deal with this now. Um, And obviously a very kind and like maternal is not the right way to say it because our relationship is not like that. But her giving me the comfort and reassurance that I need whilst also being like, This is how I deal with it. It's still something I deal with, like, you know, like just having someone that is more senior to you that I guess we're quite similar, like as people like we connect on like a lot of different levels, but just having someone that you can talk to and like openly and in a confidential like setting as well. I think that's Mm -hmm. something that sometimes is like missed, like just where you have the freedom and the space to say what you want, obviously in an appropriate way, but yeah, just have it heard and validated for me has helped a lot. And I think I went into that call feeling very anxious, very like emotionally volatile and leaving, feeling relaxed, feeling comforted, feeling seen and heard and not like I was about to burst into tears at any second, um, which was exactly what I needed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I totally agree with that. My coach, I keep saying coach, but in my company we call them coaches not managers so when i say coach i mean manager um is honestly the best thing that has ever happened to me as a new grad new person starting my career like she challenges me so much but also gives such constructive and meaningful feedback that i feel like i'm growing to ridiculous amounts but i also feel so supported with everything like i know that i can go to her with any sort of question whether I think it's stupid or not. And she will give me like such amazing feedback and question like, and question me back on why mm-hmm. I think that. And also I love, she always says this, what does your gut tell you?
0: Oh, I love it.
1: And I go, you trust me? Like the first time she said, I was like, oh, she goes, well, what does your gut say? Yeah. And I would say, and she goes, yeah, exactly, that's right. Yeah. And it would just validate that what I thought to begin with was correct. Um, and ever since she always says it still, but whenever I'm in situations, like when she's not there or whatever, it's always like, okay, what's my gut telling me? And normally my gut is right. Because I've been in this role. I know the company now, like trust your gut. Um, and yeah, she's just been so like, so impactful in my career. Um, try to look into companies that really value like mentorship. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you can't, If you don't have that within your company look elsewhere like reach out to people on linkedin um, through university there's a lot of mentorship programs as
0: well Um, even internally within companies like i think like our company for example has our company my company for example has like a women's mentoring program built into it if you want to take part you can yeah awesome um I will also say I think one thing that I have found in I guess like the two mentoring relationships that I have Mm. is find someone that is willing to let you set the tone of the relationship and like from the very beginning be like what do you want to get out of this? Mm. How do you want us to interact and communicate with each other? What sort of support do you want me to give? Because I'd say both of them did that for me and immediately they were able to see the kind of person that I was, what I needed and then respond and I could see how they responded to that and decide whether we were kind of, I guess, compatible from the beginning. Mm. And I think just having that out of the way and just then having like not free reign but kind of having those kind of boundaries set and being able to move on from there is something that I felt has really helped. Mm,
1: That's really good. Um, Another thing, speaking about boundaries, was in terms of personally with imposter syndrome, Something that I really noted um, in one of the meetings at the beginning of the year, I joined like a new sort of team and the lead of the team is a female. And she, in in the meeting, she got given heaps of stuff to give feedback on. And in my head, I was like, whoa, that's so overwhelming. I wonder how she's gonna respond to this like on the spot. And she said, Look, like this is all really great work. Um, obviously a lot to digest. Um, I'm quite an introvert. So I'm gonna take this away, digest it, and I'll come back to you with either written feedback or I'll set up individual times to give you feedback on this. I know. And when oh. I, as a grad sitting there listening to her say that, I was like, respect. Like, instead of just like mumbling, like all this feedback, she was generally like, this is who I am this is how I'm, this is me as a leader. And this is how I'm gonna to respond to this insane amount of like work that she just got given. Mm-hmm. And I guess in relation to the imposter syndrome, it's like, don't try to be someone that you're not. Like if you are, if that's how you give feedback or if that's how you respond to situations, stick to that and communicate that as well. Um, I think that has also really helped me because I don't feel pressure anymore to just respond on the spot, I'm like, look, awesome. Like, let me digest this and come back to you. Um, And just leaving that room to respond as well. Like you don't need to respond so fast, like actually sit there, listen to what they said, and then respond. And that also helps with that because you're very calm and collected and you don't let the feeling of being an imposter overtake you and you become someone else. It's like stick to who you are um, and communicate that. I thought I really respected that when she did that.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That is like the epitome of like active listening yeah. as well. Like yeah. that is what I want to be. I
1: was like, you are cool. And immediately respect
0: yep. for her. Yeah. Um,
1: wow. So yeah, that was really good. I guess that's that's sort of another piece of advice, like mentorship and also like setting boundaries, setting boundaries within the mentorship as well as setting personal boundaries um, to really help with those feelings that we all feel. Yes. Um, but yeah, this was a really good conversation. Yeah. And it's even really good to just validate, like I haven't spoken about this in so long, um, but everyone feels it from CEO all the way down <laughs> to the internship. 100%. Everyone feels it. Um, we all just are trying to work through
0: it, I guess. Do you have any final words of advice? Actually, can I ask you? Yeah. Um, your to-be list for the next week, Is there one thing that is on your to-be list? To be, Mm, this week only. Well, I mean, generally, but like, I guess if we're talking like short-term.
1: Short-term to-be list is, I guess for me in this present moment in my life, Mm would just to be like calm and considered and just remind myself of the bigger picture, which I guess is my to-be list always. But at the moment, things can be a bit overwhelming. Um, And so, yeah, I guess to be calm Mm. and considered with how I respond and how also I treat myself as well. Mm. Um, But yeah, I think in general, though, I always want to be kind.
0: Of course. Yeah. I think you're very kind. But thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. Do you have any? um i think what came to mind when you were talking about it before was to be more gracious like to be more forgiving with others like i think at work in particular i adore the people that i work with Mm. but i think we are all still trying to figure each other out to an extent sometimes boundaries get crossed and i honestly think everyone has been impeccable at like backtracking having a conversation about it but just being more gracious and forgiving like I think sometimes maybe when I was younger I was someone that would hold grudges not grudges but I think I would forgive and not forget whereas I'm like I'm trying to just be more forgiving and focus on that and remember that we're all trying to figure each other out Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, and I think also being more gracious with myself and yeah giving myself a bit of grace when things don't go the way that I want them to go or yeah, I fail mm. goals that I had set for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I fail is a wrong word, but if I don't meet goals that I have set for myself, yeah. Um, so yeah, just to be more forgiving, give myself time, and love myself regardless, like despite all of that, and love others despite
1: mm. all of that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and no, I, I really, yeah, I really encourage people course you have to create to-do lists to get through life but also to really like reflect on who you want to be as a person
0: yeah
1: um
0: yeah and not in like a extrinsic way either because i think even sometimes when i have done that i'm like i want to be this i want to be that no no, in terms of like a i want you know do you know what i mean like i want to be successful and i want to be blah 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 but i love the kind of interpersonal like yeah
1: if you yeah if you're doing intrinsic reflection it should it, sh- it should be to be as in who do you want to be yeah as a human
0: yeah. as a human yeah who do you want your heart to be maybe? yes yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. beautiful well,
0: wow. that's a very wholesome way to wrap up for it, the it week. was it
1: was it was yeah slay slay the day <laughs> <laughs> okay okay bye bye